Well, first up, a few weeks back, we told you about the federal and provincial policy privacy watchdogs rather saying that Tim Hortons and their mobile app had violated the law by collecting vast amounts of location from its customers. And they said that the app tracked movements and recorded every movements every few minutes of the day, even when the app was not open. So we were talking a lot about privacy and the digital world a little bit back then. Uh, well, new legislation tabled today by the federal government aims to increase Canadians' control over their personal information and how it's handled by digital platforms. So the privacy legislation would do things such as impose fines for non-compliant organizations and introduce new rules for the use of artificial intelligence. In, it's the first major update of this policy area since before the advent of Facebook and Twitter. We're talking 20 years ago now. Uh, the proposed law is called Bill C-27, again, much anticipated uh, in the mandate to advance a digital charter, a series of principles intended to strengthen consumer privacy protections and guide against the, guide the development of the digital economy. Now, here's the minister in charge. The digital transformation is completely changing the way that Canadians access information, buy goods and services, and connect with each other. For us to prosper and benefit from this new digital landscape, we need to ensure that Canadians have confidence that their data is safe, that their privacy is being respected. That's Innovation Minister François-Philippe Champagne. Um, other things in the legislation it would limit the information companies collect on minors. That's a good thing. And give Canadians the ability to request that digital platforms permanently delete their data. It would also give the Privacy Commissioner of Canada order-making powers to encourage compliance through a new tribunal. And those powers would include the ability to fine non-compliant companies up to 5% of their global revenue. I'm not sure how that would work or to a maximum of $25 million, whichever is greater, for certain serious offenses. Well, add this all up and is it all going to work? Are there any loopholes? Is it good policy? Joining me now is Anne Kavukian. She's the executive director at the Global Privacy and Security by Design Center. And she is a former three-term Ontario Privacy Commissioner. Thank you for your time tonight. My pleasure, Ben. So the minister, uh, not one to avoid hyperbole, called this a historic day. Uh, is it? It is. It's been 20 years we've been waiting for an upgrade to the federal private sector legislation. It's so dated. And this legislation, which has many parts to it relating to artificial intelligence as well, is unique. I mean, it, it's all about giving Canadians more control over their personal information. And privacy is all about personal control over the use and disclosure of your information. And it's amazing. And it also introduces some rules for artificial intelligence, which have been lacking. If I'm just for individual Canadians trying to understand how this legislation might affect the way my data is collected or my control over how my data is collected, uh, what does it propose to do? Well, basically, you, companies and governments will only be able to collect your personal information for the primary purpose of the data collection that you've consented to. So that's great. They use it. You've consented to it. And basically, that's it. Beyond that, it will require um, digital platforms to delete any information that is you know, intended to use for other purposes or is ancillary. You have to delete it. And these, these are huge. Um, they sound so obvious, but a lot of times, you know, unauthorized third parties gain access to people's personal information. Not going to happen because they have to delete it. I understand there's some measures in there to protecting kids' uh, data collection because clearly children, uh, their data gets collected as well. It would be amazing. It's one of the first times that 
uh, companies uh, can collect information on minors, but they have to limit that collection very, very strongly. And um, parents will be, you know, responsible and, and engaged in terms of the limitations placed on that. That's that's a first. And also, if I can add, it will give the Privacy Commissioner of Canada for the first time order making power. This is huge. When I was Privacy Commissioner of Ontario, I had order making power, as do many of the other provincial commissioners. And it gives you such strength. It's not even that you I, I rarely issued orders. But when the organizations you're dealing with know you can issue an order, they want to work with you. So it engages them. You get much more cooperative behavior and it becomes a win win. What is the situation now when it comes to uh, to the federal legislation? What sort of gaps? You did mention it's been a long time coming. What sort of gaps exist now that uh, that listeners should be aware of and that might be at least part- corrected if this comes into, into place? Ben, it's so dated. As I mentioned, the legislation was introduced in the early 2000s, and it doesn't give any power uh, to the privacy commissioner. There are no fines that he can impose, even when he clearly finds an organization has not complied with the legislation. Like he just did that with Tim Hortons uh, last week or the week before. He can't issue any fines. He has no order-making powers, I mentioned, that the provincial commissioners all do. So while there's a law, it lacks teeth. This law would give the commissioner the much-needed teeth that he needs to make it effective. Yeah, for example, how might that work? I mean, you, you have lots of experience in that role with some of those powers. How might that work? Well, it's quite simple. You, you, you get a complaint about a privacy infraction. You go in, you investigate the complaint. You find in favor of the individuals. You say, yep, there's been a breach, a data breach, a privacy infraction. And you, the organization, you have to comply with the law. So here are the things you have to do. You have to delete the information that you collected in an unauthorized manner. And as you, you list it out. And then they're required to do it under the new law. And if not, they can risk penalties up to, I think it was 5% of the global revenue of the company, up to uh, $25 million. Right now, that's completely lacking. So you can say all those things, they're not in compliance, they broke the law. They can say, too bad. You know, there's no penalty. This is amazing. Do you think there'll be any pushback here from, from, uh, from the private sector, from those who do the data collection? Invariably, there will be some pushback. But I should mention in the article I read about this, that the CMA, the Canadian Marketing Association, is actually welcoming um, steps to modernizing Canada's private sector legislation. You know, I, I often am invited to give the keynote at the annual conference of the Canadian Marketing Association. And I always start by saying, I'm sure I'm the least popular speaker here today. <laughs> and fortunately, they laugh and they say, no, no, we know we got to hear this. And the good news is, that the reality, if, if they know what you're doing, I would say privacy is not anti-marketing, it's pro-choice. You have to give people control over their information. A lot of people want com- companies to market their information, etc. But you have to allow them to know what you're doing. And so the CMA, I was delighted to hear that they had such a positive reaction uh, because they also want to you know, let the consumers know that they want to work with them, not against them. You make it a win-win. That may be a marketer calling you just now, Anne. Yeah, <laughs> as, sorry as, about that. No, not it, at all. Not at all. I get calls all the time. I'm sure you do. Um, in, ter- in terms of the enforceability here, I mean, a lot of the issue in the past was lacking teeth. Uh, in practice, do you think this 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 will work? Do you think this will will be imposed? The teeth that uh, has so long been called for by privacy commissioners at the federal Absolutely. level is finally there. 
the the clause that it said um, up to five percent of the the global revenue um, can be fined against a company found to be not in not not in compliance with the law. That's huge. Five percent global revenue up to twenty five million. Huge. That's never existed in Canadian federal legislation. So even if you know, I mean, I'm hoping the commissioner won't have to invoke that. The fact that that's there is great incentive for companies to work with the commissioner to get to be in compliance with the legislation. Yeah, because one of the things that I always wonder about is that often some of these breaches, the Tim Hortons one is another example, I think, yeah. where companies sort of do things and, and they may or may not be aware of, of what of what the rules are. And this way, it, it seems to clearly spell out, OK, here are the rules and here are the penalties. Uh, you know, let us know what you're doing and we'll talk about it. Very well put. Um, everyone has to know what, what are the rules that we operate under. Uh, what, you know, it, it's very fair to to know that. And if I was the federal pri- new federal privacy commissioner, I would start by issuing a very simple document that says, here's what you're required to do. You collect information for a particular purpose. That's called the primary purpose of the data collection. The data subject consents to the use of their information for that purpose. You use it for that purpose. Theoretically, that should be the end of the story. It rarely is. But then you need additional consent for secondary uses of data. So I would just walk them through. It's not that hard. You just have to know what you're doing. And if you make it clear, then it's easy to follow. I'm speaking with Anne Kavokian. She's the executive director at the Global Privacy and Security by Design Center in Toronto, a former three-term Ontario Privacy Commissioner. We're talking about uh, new legislation introduced today, Bill C-27, by the federal government, which uh, attempts for the first time to modernize our data privacy laws, along with other issues surrounding uh, the use of technology and just how fast it's advancing uh, compared to how legislation is keeping up. When we come back, we'll talk a bit more about whether there are any guide, any other areas of the world that we can look to to see how this might work, um, as well as some of what's uh, happening around artificial intelligence, which is also a very interesting um, development in today's legislation. That's next. I'm speaking with Anne Kavokian. She's the executive director at the Global Privacy and Security Design Center in Toronto and former three-term Ontario Privacy Commissioner. We're talking about Bill C-27 introduced today by the federal government, which aims to modernize our data privacy laws. Uh, And there was some interesting stuff around artificial intelligence in there. It could be a little, it is complex, obviously, but this is such a fast-moving and developing technology that I guess we do need guidelines in place to make sure that uh, it's used properly and that Canadians' privacy is protected. I was delighted that they chose to tackle AI, artificial intelligence, because unfortunately, a lot of the attitude out there about AI is, well, you just use AI, you let it go and do whatever it's going to do, and who knows what it's actually doing. Are you kidding me? I always say you have to look under the hood. You always trust but verify. Uh, Actually, in this case, don't even trust, just verify. Look under the hood. Make sure you know what the heck it's doing in terms of collecting people's personal information and the uses it's subjecting that information to. It has to be uses that have been consented to. They can't just dish it out to third parties or whoever is asking for it. So I was just so pleased that they took the time to add AI provisions and that they'll be subject to audit, which is essential, and a number of other fact factors. So this is huge. And it's a first, I should add, because AI has not been tackled in legislation uh, like this. This is relatively new. This is something we've talked about uh, even recently is that the bill would require that uh, companies obtain consent from customers through, quote, plain language, not a long legal document before using their personal data. You've been asking for that, or you've certainly been suggesting that uh, for a long time. Why is that so important? Well, plain language, the reality is you're talking to the public collecting their personal information. 
They're not tech experts or privacy experts or AI experts. I mean, of course not. So they need to understand what the heck you're doing with their data. It's not that complicated. So, you know, let's not, let's get off the high horse and say, well, you know, they won't understand it. That's nonsense. You tell them how you intend to use the information and to whom it may be disclosed, how long you intend to retain it, or some really simple things that are very easy for people to understand if you put it in plain language. How about demanding one's information be erased from social media platforms? Because I know that's something that many Canadians wonder about, worry about, struggle with. And one of the other clauses here is, uh, to ensure that Canadians could demand their information on those platforms such as Facebook or Twitter uh, be permanently deleted if they ask. I mean, that's pretty huge Mm -hmm. that they're saying that digital platforms may be required to permanently delete their data. I mean, I think it's great, but I'm sure there'll be some pushback on that from various social media. We'll, We'll see. But it's wonderful because the, re- the, the reality is once your information is used for a particular purpose, that's supposed to be the end of the story. Delete it, finish, done. Uh, that rarely happens now, as you can imagine. So I'm really hoping that this will focus companies and government departments on what, why am I collecting this data? What am I using it for? Once I've used it, have I completed my use of the data? Yes. Then end of story. Delete it. That's theoretically what's supposed to happen. Because, I mean, listeners know this, our data is about as valuable a thing. There's always that old rule, if, if, if an app is free, the, uh, the product is you, right? Uh, <laughs> g- giving away our data that way. And yet we do it all the time. Is this, is this going to protect us even if we're not aware of what we're giving away? Theoretically, it should. I say theoretically because, you know, trust but verify, you always have to examine. And I'm sure that's one of the things the new privacy commissioner will do is set out a testing system to ensure that various organizations are, in fact, complying and engaging in audits for AI, etc. So this will be a work in progress, but it is an excellent start by building in these powers to begin with. A whole new federal commissioner, too, that would be tasked with helping Ottawa monitor compliance of the new uh, the new AI and Data Act is. Do we need another commissioner? We have another commissioner. <laughs> the government decided, for whatever reasons, and um, Daniel Terrien, the former commissioner, was an excellent commissioner, and now we have Philippe Dufresne, and I'm sure he'll be an excellent commissioner. And I, I'm, I suspect that with the new commissioner, he's coming in with this new law, perfect time to really show that you're serious about this and get going, moving on ensuring compliance with the law. My That's read what of it, we're looking for. My read of it was there was a, they would create a new position, a new commissioner above and beyond the, the privacy commissioner to look at this. Maybe, I'm, maybe I have that wrong. Um, it's entirely possible. They're contemplating a number of different ways of doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things they are looking at is that since the commissioner has order-making power for the first time, mm-hmm. will have order-making power, that there should be another body who you can complain to if you don't agree with the commissioner. So all, all of this has to be worked out. Any hurdles here that you can see? I mean, legislation is always nice, but getting everyone to comply and everyone to uh, to obey, uh, educating the public, there's always a lot of hurdles once it's introduced. Do you see any possible pitfalls in this one? This will be a work in progress. There's no question. I'm sure there'll be resistance to it from a number of sectors um, who have not been subjected to such strong laws. That's a given. But we have so much to work with here. It's a wonderful new start. People have been pushing for new legislation, federal privacy legislation, for like 20 years. It's time. So I think this will be embraced by most people. And Kavokian, thank you so much for your time tonight. I appreciate it. My pleasure, as always. Thank you.